everybody. I know we said we were going to try to get back on a schedule, but, you know, life got in the way. COVID got in the way. Uh, it's just an excuse. But Steve and I are back for another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are things down in sunny Florida? You know, mostly sunny, but we are into that rainy season. Uh, was at the range yesterday working with some juniors, and the first session was completely dry, and the second session got very wet. But we kind of stepped off the range for about a half an hour, let the rain pass, and then just dealt with the humidity. Man, I don't know how you deal with that. It's it's humid in Georgia, but whew, we've had some bad storms here in the last week, and it's been humid. It wasn't raining yesterday, um, or just prior to it raining. It was ninety-five percent humidity, and it was it was thick. I don't know how many degrees the heat index or whatever feels with that level of humidity, but it felt hot. But yeah. the good part is, the good part is, is. Uh, we did some prayer and sent some uh, notes to the big guy. We're going to have fantastic weather in Area 5 this weekend in Indiana. So That's awesome. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people. I see a Facebook post. The Cunninghams are on the road, and and uh, you'll be heading out soon, and uh, it's going to be a good match. It's uh, it's definitely one I uh, is on my bucket list, but I uh, just couldn't make it out this year. Yeah, I think we're going to have nine or ten members of steel target paint there it's gonna be crazy kurt and his wife maria are up there john holbrook's going uh bailey gallagher's going the cunninghams are going ben's going and i know i'm missing somebody or chris barrett chris barrett how can i forget my man chris he's forgettable chris gonna be he, there. He's, he's, he's an also <laughs> ran he's just an also <laughs> ran you know yeah just don't tell me <laughs> i said that oh uh, man i i, I should have had a list ready because i know i'm forgetting somebody else but Second, uh, certainly a lot of second-tiered sponsor shooters are going to be there as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a good time. I think this is going to be a good a good uh, benchmark for who's ready or who's not because you know we should have just shot the world speed shoot. So we've uh, got a lot of the top rimfire and PCC shooters in the country will be there. Grant Conkle's going to be there. Mackenzie's going to be there. Uh, Chris is going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be. And you got some up and comers. Uh, Lance is going to be up there. He's been throwing down some sick times to see if he puts it all together this weekend. It's uh, it's going to be, it's going to be. I'm going to predict that the top. Ooh, I'm going to call it the top ten times are going to be under 70 seconds. That's you know, it, it's a it's a bold, not even a bold prediction because the way people are putting in times and who you got coming to that match, um, it's extremely possible yeah um you know 70 used to be that bellwether number and i'm i'm guessing if you go out and shoot a 70 and pcc or rimfire rifle you're going home going what happened <laughs> <laughs> that's right and i'm also going to predict a sub i'll definitely be a sub 63 i bet you it's going to be you know maybe somebody's going to lose their mind and shoot a 59 or something like that but i i'm going to say Sub sixty one's gonna win it. Wow! Gonna take the whole whole thing. There's uh, there's a couple of people that are going that that have the possibility to do that, but I think it's gonna be at least sub sixty three that's gonna take it. But I'm I'm getting a little froggy. I'm gonna say 
sub 61 is going to take it. So we'll we'll see how it all pans out. You got to have a good match. It's got perfect weather. I think it's got the makings to be a fast match. Well, you know what's interesting uh, when you talk about you know sub 63 and uh, we got a couple months yet to the world speed shoot, but I was playing around and looking at the records that have been set. And, uh, you know, kind of just thinking to myself, you know, based on the way people are shooting. Uh, now, granted, it's, uh, people haven't had as much chance to shoot, but people should be able to get back into the swing of things and, and be ready for the world of speed shoot. So when you look at 13 divisions, eight stages per division, that's 104 world records. Now, interestingly enough, there's actually 105 world record holders because last year, two guys shot the exact same score on a stage. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have, you want to take a guess at the division, the stage, and who they were? No. I, <laughs> you're set. Setting well, brother you, up, man. You got less than a one percent chance of getting it right. You know, I just thought I'd give you a chance. Okay, so I, I'm I, I'm gonna say that the Rimfire Pistol Open Division. Am nope. I close? Nope. So we're gonna start with the two competitors. Okay. Cole Bush and Nate Gibson. I will go PCCI. That you got correct. Now, really? Yes. Hey, now you got a one in eight chance of picking the stage. Showdown. Good guess. Good guess. Is it? I'm, I'm gonna, but it's not right. Oh. But I'm gonna get, <laughs> it was a good guess. Any of your guesses would have been good, but now I'm gonna oh, give I, you the time. I'm, it was a seven oh one. Ooh. Man, that could be one of. And it's PCCI. Mm -hmm. That's like one of four stages. Yeah, we well, already picked Showdown. I'm going to go roundabout. You nailed it. There you go. So so Cole and Nate share the world record at 701 for roundabout in PCCI. What's really interesting is that in Showdown, Nate set the record at a six. 74. Wow. That's and blazing. Cole set the record for Smoke and Hope at a 613. That's that's blazing fast. Some crazy shooting. Good. So, you know, I've, I've, I've asked this question out, out there before on, on social media, um, and, and the question was, what shooter holds the most world records? Hmm. Now you want me to guess again? Go for it. This is this is fun. It, it's it's interesting because you've got. I, I think that there's a big difference with the centerfire shooters. You've got a handful, maybe it's four or five centerfire shooters that uh, battle. Well, I would say maybe even the top three in limited production and open when they're when they're shooting those divisions. Um, I'm going to say it's BJ Norris. You are correct. Yeah, he's he's run the gamut the last three yep. or four years. He's he shot extremely well. Yep. And again, 
all of BJ's come in all the centerfire guns. He doesn't have one in, in the rifle or one in rimfire. But he owns all yeah. he owns all eight in limited, and he owns seven of them in single stack. That's amazing. Yeah. So. That is truly amazing. There's some, there's some, I mean, this is a, this is a who's who's. I'll just run down the list here a little bit. And you got BJ at 22, Colby at 13, Max at 12, Cole Bush at nine, um, Casey, Michael Pogge, and Jerem Michalik at seven. And I don't think Jerry shot a match in 10 years, which kind of tells yeah. you what he was doing back then with an optical sight revolver is pretty amazing. That is crazy, isn't it? Um, Grant's got four. Shane Coley's got three. Uh, Jared Stanger's got three. Um, and then Nate's got two. Chris Barrett's got two. Uh, Mac Bragg's got two. Josh Baldridge has two. And then round it out with Ethan and Econo, Ron Oliver, Tony Martin, Dave Savigny, Ryan Flowers, Eric Leach, Anthony Spinelli, Christian Saylor, Josh Lentz, and one of my favorite people. Oh, who's that, Jeff? Steve Foster. Stop it! I'm blushing. <laughs> so, but you know, it's 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 interesting too because you're talking about 104 records that is shared by 24 people. That's I, I think that's probably the most interesting statistic. 24 people have set 100. Four world records, or Well, it, well, technically, because they share one, but technically, there's 104 yeah. up for grabs. They're uh, Nate and uh, Cole are co-owners of the of the record at this time. That is that is nuts. So here's the other one that I found interesting, and I, I want to get your perspective on something here. 104 records. Guess how many were set last year? Jeff, I think I already know the answer. Let's hear it. 43. That is correct. 43. Almost half of the stages saw a world record set last year. And, you know, not surprising. PCCCI, PCCO, every stage had a world record set last year. Rimfire That's Rifle crazy. Open, every stage had a world record, well, excuse me, sorry, seven of the eight stages had a, had a world record set. And I don't know if we're going to see 43, but I'm going to go out on a limb and go, we're going to get at least 35. New that's, a pretty, that's a pretty strong, I mean, the, the game has gotten faster, specifically in those divisions that you talked about. All, all the rifle divisions, all the rimfire continue to get faster and faster. I was looking at some of the times uh, earlier today, and the rimfire pistol open division is blazing fast. Mm -hmm. Scary uh, fast. Yeah, I, I think we may get a couple there. I think rimfire rifle open, I'm going to say half of those are going to go down in flames. Um, and it's just anybody's anybody's day you know what i mean because even like on smoke and hope i have the re that's my world record on room fire rifle open it's a 596 that easily could be a 550 570 just if 
you know, one of the top five people show up and, and shoot the stage well, you know? Well, you know, you, you said it earlier, uh, talking about uh, Area 5 and, and thinking you're going to see, you know, maybe a 63 or lower. And I'm not taking anything away from any shooter who accomplishes that, but you have to have all the stars line up for you. You know, and your skill can take you a long way, but you got to have a gun that runs. And, you know, you have one round that's a failure to fire. Uh, that can put, you know, you have to work past that. Um, if you have a jam, th these are all things that, that you can't have happen. I, I'll bet money that if, if we were to talk to Chris right now, when he's talking about when he shot sub-60s, everything was perfect. Like, there were no hiccups in those matches. And I, I, I think Chris Baird is a very interesting example, and I think, I think Grant is right there with him. Um, Grant's, uh, Grant's pace at which he fires the gun is extremely, extremely fast. And I think that Chris is the same way. I think that he's just been able to pull it together a little bit more on some of these key matches. And I'm sure some other people, you know, I think Grant may have shot a sub-60 um, at a local match. And I'm not taking anything away with that, away from that, away from him for doing that because I think that's a great feat. I think we all would agree that doing it at a level two or a level three match is a bigger of a deal. And certainly it'll be interesting to see if somebody can pull it together at the world speed shoot. But one of the things that I've noticed in Chris's game in the last six months, because we shoot quite a bit together, is his pace of shooting, I mean, and it's not on the first shot. His first shot and my first shot are pretty similar. Sometimes I'll get him and sometimes he gets me. But it's his ability to tran transition the gun and pull the trigger, it, it's, 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 it's unlike anything I've ever seen, Jeff. I mean, and I've told people this, that if Chris pulls all of that together at the right time, Oh, I think he can shoot a 56, 57. I mean, he is that fast. Um, I've well, you know, it's, it's, it, I'm glad you ahead. said that. I'm glad you said that regarding his, his time. Because, again, you know me, data nerd, looking around for stuff. The world record for all the stages in Rimfire Rifle Open, when you add up all the times, for the best times... Now, again, remember, everybody... A world record can only be set at the World Speed Shooting Championships. Doesn't take anything away from you shooting a great score at a local match or even a level two, but it only counts as a world record if you do it on the big stage at the level three World Speed Shooting Championships. So that total time is a 58.48. Now I went into the steel challenge shooting association website and i looked at what chris's best times add up to oh his classification times. his classification times oh it's, it's, it's 54.6 yeah. oh yeah and for fun i looked at yours yours is a 5605 see i'm the slow old guy i should be in my own protected class i'm hey over 40. hey hey that's my line. That's my line, Steve. Okay. 
you're not even close to being as old as I am. <laughs> so how about we have an adult division? Let's call it that. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have an adult division. It's the division between junior oh, and geez. senior. <laughs> hey, let, let, let me rethink my argument here. All right, carry on. <laughs> Well, anyway, so, yeah, that, I think that was fun. But um, I actually, you know, you mentioned Area 5, and I just thought of something that I'm actually going to be there in more than just spirit because something I own is actually going to be at that match, and you're going to help me get it. Oh. <laughs> so, I, I haven't sent you the freight coat yet, have I? Yes, exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, for, for the joke that Steve and I are, are talking about here, um, I bought some 18 by 24 inch plates uh, from Carl McKeever at GT Targets, and I didn't want to pay for shipping, and so uh, I just paid for them a couple months ago, and I said, hold on to them, and uh, my good friend Kurt Omensetter was going to bring him down to the South Carolina match. Well, that match never happened, because... Right. Corona hit. So what was it about a week, 10 days ago? I realized that area five is coming up and I know Kurt always goes to it. So I called Steve and I said, you going to area five? He's like, yeah, I'm going to area five. How'd you like to do me a favor? <laughs> I, I, I told, I told the wife, I said, now you got to clean out your van. I, I was going to take my little commuter car, but not anymore. <laughs> Jeff screwed that up for me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Teresa. <laughs> uh, you know. So, but yeah, so uh, so Kurt is Kurt is being uh, very helpful and bringing uh, two plates from Pennsylvania over to Indiana, and then Steve is going to grab them from Indiana and storm at his house for a couple of weeks, and then he'll be down for the West Florida Steel Challenge Championships and. Uh, and deliver my plates. And I really appreciate uh, both your help in that. Yeah, not a problem. So, well, you know, there's some other matches that are, you know, big matches that are actually helping to come up. And uh, one of them's had a little bit of a controversy. Do you think we should talk uh, about that? Ah, uh, controversy. I love controversy. Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. You want to talk about the Alabama State Steel Challenge? Well, let's talk about it. You know, it's a good match. I have yet to shoot it. I have... Uh, wanted to shoot it every year and something's always come up. Um, it's a, it's a hike for me to get up there. Um, but I love getting up there, seeing Cam Tanner and, and, and Billy Hall and Connor and everybody else who shoots steel in that area. Uh, I'm going to miss a lot, but Lee Kerr and, and just the whole crew up there. Uh, a great bunch of people. Uh, I love shooting at the CMP. Uh, and that's where the state match is going to be. But they're changing it up this year. All right, so Vance is putting on this match with John, and those guys have uh, done a lot of great things over the Alabama, both state matches as well as the local matches. And so they, they wanted to improve the match, and so they sent out a, a survey to a handful of folks. When I say a handful, I think it may have been 100 people or so. And one of the questions on there, you know, some of it had to do with, uh, lunch and some had to do with t-shirts and you know so I respect and appreciate them asking some of the questions that you and I have covered on the podcast at least a few times so it was good that they reached out to the competitors to see what their preference is 
one of the constraints of the CMP is, I don't know if it's a state law or CMP rule, but they can't start prior to 9 o'clock local time, so Central Standard Time. So what ends up happening, um, I think it's more in the, I don't know if it's in the spring or the fall, but if if the match gets behind at all when you're running eight stages and you shoot both sessions, oh, you were there from 9 o'clock or certainly before, and then you're shooting just about when the, the sun's going down. Absolutely. So it can be uh, it can be a long day. So one of the questions were was around um, you know do you want a six stage match or an eight stage match? And so the six stage match uh, match won out. There's quite a few people um, around the match. Folks have never six stage uh, level two match and. Fortunately, I've shot quite a few of them. Your match a couple times, South Carolina a couple times, and there was another one that I'm losing. It may have been Tennessee match uh, when I when I shot that one a couple of years ago. That was a six stager, and I actually like it. I don't really care what six stages you use because I think uh, you know one of my strengths is shooting outer limits and speed option pretty well, so that helps differentiate me. But you know, in terms of the other stages, it, it doesn't matter to me. And what I posted in uh, one of their team forums is, is, number one, I appreciate these guys reaching out, but, you know, and thank them for putting together the match. But also uh, share with folks that haven't shot a six-stage match before, at least at that level. It's actually a lot of fun, and it's not a noon session. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, again, with that CMP – uh, and I think it is an Alabama state law. You can't shoot a gun before nine in the morning. Um, even the world speed shoot, you know, those morning sessions only have eight guns on them. Uh, when we're shooting uh, all eight stages uh, for just a similar reason. So when you look at shooting a six stage match, you know, you can put 10, you might even be able to squeeze it to 12 and still get done at a relatively good time. You know, uh, as a match director myself, I tend to use uh, three minutes a shooter. So if you're running 10-man squads, it's a half an hour squad. You're running six stages, that's three hours. Start at nine, end at noon, break for lunch, start again at one, end at four, and you're done. And I think what a lot of competitors don't always see is the behind-the-scenes work that has to go on with range officers, Mr. Fixit, uh, range master, and all this. Now, we all do this because we want to make sure the, the match runs successfully. But while you might be there for one session, they're there for both sessions, probably half an hour before, half an hour after. They're there a lot longer than you are. And so while the reason behind the change it in the steel challenge rules to allow a level two match to be six stages specifically not or minimally six stages specifically eliminating only outer limits and speed option uh was also due to oops sorry about that people was also due to um the size limitations that a lot of ranges have on those matches or on those stages um at the Wyoming Antelope Club, we just don't have the space, the base size, to be able to shoot either one of those. And uh, 
that's exactly why there was never a level two steel challenge match at the WAC until that rule changed. And then, you know, we're coming up to the third one this year and uh, we enjoy it and it works really well. Well, well, the other thing that they did as well, which I thought was a good move, is that they reduced the entry uh, fee a little bit to kind of commensurate with going from eight stages to six, although there's not really, you know, a big consumable uh, side to Steel Challenge outside of the paint. The paint. Larry takes care of those guys um, from the paint perspective. So, yeah, it's, uh, don't get me wrong, I, you know, if you want to, I wouldn't advocate a world speed shoot to be six stages because that's not what that's all about. Exactly. But, same however, U.S. Steel, same one. You know, yeah. U.S. Steel yeah. uh, and and actually area matches are considered level three, and they need to be all eight stages. Um, but your state level matches, your special matches, um, if you've got the time, if you've got the space, uh, you've got the staff, uh, yeah, run all eight stages. But consider running six because – you know, I, one of the first ones you may have ever shot might have been the West Florida the first year, wasn't it, Steve? Uh, actually, it was the South Carolina. South Carolina. Match, uh, it may have been even year. the same the same year. Yeah, I think it was the same year. And I remember us both remarking on how this was great. I mean, we were getting off the range. We had fun. We got to shoot, um, and uh, and everybody's having a good time. And uh, it really worked out well. But at the end of the day, I really commend those guys for stepping out and saying, hey, what do you shooters feedback on the six or the gate? It was about, uh, you know, do you want lunch included? Do you not? Do you want to raise the uh, match fees by X amount of dollars on almost 10 or 20 bucks for a match shirt? I don't know you, Jeff, but I'm sure you've got a uh, drawer or maybe a closet full of match shirts and you know, some of them I'll do, but most of the time it's like, do I really need another shirt? So Yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it, it's just great that they give, uh, you know, competitors uh, an opportunity to provide input. So, and hopefully they follow our other guidance that we've talked about with snacks and all that kind of stuff, water and stages and those types of things. Well, that's it. We've talked about it um, on here a number of times. We've had we've had Zach on and we've had other people who are match directors and, and, and I'm a match director and I really believe that the success of a match um, is, is based on, you know, stages set up correctly, starting on time, competent ROs. Um, I believe in feeding the competitors between sessions. Um, that's a personal belief. So that's, I guess, a little perk. 100% agree. Not all matches do. 100% agree. Yeah, you don't have to feed everybody steak tips. Uh, <laughs> you know, we simply will probably do it again this year, but the first two years we did public sub rings. Yeah. The goal is not most shooters aren't going to fill up at lunch. It's enough to get you through the day so you can shoot the second session effectively without getting hungry and then go have a good dinner afterwards. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, you know, you look at Florida, you could bring a, a cooler, and unless it's, like, super insulated by lunchtime, there's a good chance that everything inside of it's melted. Um, 
and so providing lunch, I think, is is a is a benefit. It doesn't cost that much, um, and of course, you know, we're going to have cases of water available down here. Um, you know, the matches in mid July. It's going to be hot, and the chances it's going to get rainy, um, but we're still going to have the match because that's what we do. Well, the other thing, you know, I, I think that there's a handful of folks that are vocal about it, uh, you know, about that match specifically. But I looked earlier today, there was quite a few people already signed up. I don't know if there's a couple hundred, but um, I, it didn't look like that was deterring people from attending. So that's, that's a good thing. But it's just going to be refreshing because I think this Area 5 match, as far as I'm aware, is the first major match after – all this craziness started in the first major match of the year, of course, was the Georgia State match. So it'd be good to get back in the saddle. Yeah, I'm. Uh, let's just do a quick peek here, since I'm sitting in front of the the computer, and we'll go to matches, and we'll go to view list. Uh, it doesn't show the back ones, so yeah. I mean, it's it's but, definitely listed at the top. Area five is listed right at the top. Um, well, I, I know that there's been quite a few SASP matches, and certainly USPSA has picked up. Um, there's been a couple major USPSA matches in the last two weeks, but in terms of steel challenges, this is the first major one that I'm aware of. Yeah, actually, let's see. If we'll go to results. Yeah, the only the only match listed above a Tier 1 match on the results of the uh, Steel Challenge website is the Georgia State match. So... You're absolutely correct. Well, super, well, Steve, uh, have a safe trip to Indiana and a good match. Make sure you say hi to everybody up there, everybody who's listening to this. If you, Well, eh, there's a chance this could come out before it, but probably it's going to come out after Area 5. So sure. we'll have to do a recap of uh, on the next episode on how Area 5 went for everybody. Yeah, maybe we can do a podcast on the way home. We'll see. Ooh, that would be interesting. And and for those that are listening, um, I'm going to joke with Steve right now because, you know, Steve's in his car right now and his voice digitized a little. And I've always said he's so fast because he's part robot. And <laughs> I think this is the proof, the way it, he, his voice is digitizing because uh. he's actually part robot. <laughs> too funny all right funny. well listen well, uh everybody who's traveling this weekend be safe everybody who's shooting this weekend shoot fast have fun remember this is a game and uh you're supposed to be having fun when you play games all right absolutely it's good talking with you again jeff take care same here steve bye-bye see you bye